0: what is up everybody i am still chemical this is your monday show and welcome to i see things a little differently i'm actually ahead of the curve as i will have after i record this i will have recorded the last week and a half of shows so i'm feeling pretty good right now um we will get right into it this week we're gonna talk about blood and guts immediately immediately as a matter of fact I usually don't talk about ratings, right? But I felt the as a matter of fact. We're gonna talk about news first, news and notes, because I think that's more interesting right now. Um, AEW goes over a million viewers again, right? And I think since the, I think we've been a full month now with them unopposed, and the, and the only time I think they didn't break over a million was like eight hundred thousand. That I believe President Joe Biden had some type of speech. Only reason I want to talk about ratings right now is because I think it's important to know that. I don't know if it's, I'm assuming 100,000 people are just wrestling junkies will watch whatever, even if they think AEW's bad. But I think it's important to see that there is other viewership out there. There is ways of showing it, even if AEW is not your thing. And to each its own, there's a lot of tag teams, there's a lot of factions. There is, to me, just me personally, even if it's not your thing, I think you have to think it's pretty damn cool that another wrestling show can break a million viewers on a regular basis. I love AEW. I love the action figures. Can't wait to see the, the video games that come out. I'm all in. I hope other people get all in and say, hey, even if it's not my thing, there are certain aspects of it. Because we're going to have situations where some AEW wrestlers aren't happy with their position. And they may go to WWE. Just get to know these talents. You know and just i don't know it's, i just i'm all about support so i just want to point that out that it's super cool to have a wrestling show another wrestling show that's not constantly struggling or on the their deathbed they're doing great and they're going to be around for a very long time so i just want to point that out jordan grace has signed a new deal with impact it's a multi-year deal good for her she seems very happy there she's currently one half of the women's tag team champions um, I'm assuming they wouldn't have put the belts on her if she wasn't going to resign. Um, I didn't think, I, I didn't think she needed to leave, you know, um, I know some people thought that, Hey, I maybe thought she was going to AEW. First of all, I don't think she's the kind of woman that one WWE would be interested in. I think AEW would have been interested in her, but to me, she seems really happy there. Like they treat her well. It seems like she does a lot. Like she's a former impact woman's champion. I think if you're happy somewhere and they treat you well, if you like it, I love it. So, good for her. Can't wait to see her many more years down the road. Hopefully, she we don't hear a story later on about how she signed too early. Um, but it seems like everything's copacetic there. So, congratulations to her on the new deal. Looking forward to seeing more of her work. Selena De La Renta is done with MLW. She's a former commentator. Form, she's, she's done a lot with that company. She can be very useful anywhere. She's absolutely stunning as well um even if you don't want to use her as a wrestler i think you can use her as a commentator i think you can use her as an all-around great asset period so uh congratulations to her on, on next big thing hana Komura, her tribute show will air on fight tv so if you're interested in that just download the fight app it's also on roku tv i have it mind. and daniel bryan's contract has expired i don't think he's as much as i want to see him enjoy the fruits of his labor and in the twilight of his career and his part-time career wrestle people like will osprey wrestle people like sammy guevara wrestle people like mjf wrestle people like pentagon el pinta zero ray phoenix uh, darby allen for christ's sakes i don't think it's gonna happen even i just don't think it's gonna happen i think he's gonna resign with the company he's not gonna get what he wants though but hopefully, if he really wants to wrestle outside of the company and do different things, I really hope he leaves and and, and signs a contract with where, whoever, wh- wherever, just to do these dream matches. That would be fun for him and the fans. He would be he, would, he would be way more fulfilled, you know? And I know Cesaro, who did an interview, he said Daniel Bryan's done more for me. And he has. Without Daniel Bryan, there is no Cesaro doing what he's doing right now. So, and, and, and he needs to be commended for that. But one thing that we, we all know, the buck ends with Vince McMahon. So, the fact that Cesaro's getting this push is a lot to do with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro putting in the work. Um, but, I mean, he can only do so much there. If he wants to have these dream matches, which I would really hope he would like to do, um, I don't know. I just... I don't see it happening either, like most people, but hopefully if he decides to do it, he can make a lot of money. I know it's not his motivator, but he can make a lot of money and do what he wants to do. I I would be super stoked for that. So, uh, now that's out of the way, let's get to blood and guts. This was a pay-per-view without being a pay-per-view. Obviously it was definitely a, it was a dynamite. Now you can't have a pay-per-view and it's freaking commercials, but this is, this was highly promoted. Um, this was the match we were supposed to get last year with the elite in the inner circle. Instead, we got the stadium stampede match, which I still think was a good match. I still enjoyed it. I know Jim Cornette stands and Jim Cornette fans and Jim Cornette hated it. I loved it. So let's get that out the way. One, two, um, this whole card was just great. Advanced storylines, um, and set, up, and set up some stuff. So, I, I'm looking. This has me. I, I didn't realize that we were this close to Devil or Nothing. I can't go to Devil or Nothing because it's just too close. Um, but, I think I'm going to try to make it to All Out. I think I'm going to try to do that. We'll see. Anyways, uh, let's start off with how it was. Uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley defeated Nakazawa and Omega. They got beat down afterwards by the elite. I know some people are not impressed with the elite. They definitely weren't impressed with what the Bucks were wearing. I have no thoughts either way on that. But to me, this is just them keeping this. There's no reason to keep John Waxley out of the title picture except for this. And to me, I don't think John Waxley's is losing that United States Championship to Eugene Nagata this week. But I can see them costing him that title down the road especially now that he's def- this will be the first time he's defended that championship, a New Japan championship on Dynamite. So one, it's Yuji Nagata, awesome. Two, they're defending another championship on the show. I'm excited about it. But I still think that this is setting up Moxley and Kingston to get tag team championship matches. It might be a fighter fest, but I think they're going to get a wrong with those titles. The, the Young Bucks are too involved in this. And they're going to beat SCU next next week. We're going to tell that later. Um, Cody defeated QT Marshall. Cody won but got laid out by Anthony Agogo with one punch. And I'm going to assume that's the next match. That um, could be the next match at Double or Nothing. I don't see how... Because they've already shown that one punch takes you out. So I'm curious to see how Cody gets past that. Um, and Cody has been just level, just cool in the mid-card, but I was listening to, uh, Sal Monster sounds off, he said something interesting, he said that he feels like this is beneath Cody, and it is, and for someone who's a huge Cody fan, I get what he's doing, he's pulling the Kenny Omega, but this, but it, this is beneath him, completely beneath him, so, um, it is what it is, you know. Um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, Ethan Page? Yeah. Um, they cut some really good promos. It's clear this is building to a tag team match between them and Darby Allen and and Sting. But then Darby Allen, this freaking maniac, literally with no stuntman, he allows them to throw him down the steps. Oh my God, this dude, seriously, someone needs to slow him down before he gets himself killed and he'll do it to himself. Like Sony's like literally slow him down. Not even a cool spot. I can't even say I enjoyed it because it was just unnecessary in my opinion. But that's just me. Um, But I do like the tag team of Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. It was announced that Double or Excuse Me, yeah Double or Nothing May thirtieth. Britt Baker, the new number one contender for the women's championship, will. Face hakira Shida, and this has to be where Baker wins the championship, and she finally gets her due as the air quotes can't seem to doing air quotes face to the the women's division. Um, this has to be where she gets it. Um, so as far as the match goes, Britt Baker has definitely improved. I'm gonna take a sip here. Um, so I think it would be decent. Decent. Um. I'm looking forward to it. Also, in a four-way tag team match to determine the number one contenders for tag team titles, I touched on earlier, you had Jurassic Express, SCU, Varsity Blondes, and the Acclaimed. And Brian Pillman Jr. on the week that his dad's Dark Side of Ring debuts, wears his dad's trunks. He also takes the fall. SCU gets the gets. The no more contendership. But SCU had to win because there's a rule that they've made that when SCU loses, and they will lose this week, <laughs> they will be done as a tag team. I have no clue what you're going to do with SCU, Kazarian, and uh, Daniels when you do break them up. Now, you have one loophole. F. Moxley and Kingston somehow come in and get the elite disqualified or get get them disqualified they win by disqualification they technically didn't lose so it would be a loophole i don't see them doing that loophole though because they're so big on consequences they're so big on wins and losses i see this as their swan song i think it's gonna be a hell of a match i just don't know what you do with either one of them after you break them up so i would be stunned here if they win those tag team tiles i just would but um, they become new, new number one contenders. They had to or they would have been broken up. So. Then it's announced that next week, Pac versus Orange Cassidy, the winner, gets the next shot at double or nothing at the World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega. And they set this match up when Orange Cassidy interrupted Kenny Omega. We're going to have Orange and that this now makes sense as to why Orange Cassidy pinned, pinned to L-Zero the week before. Now it makes perfect sense. Orange Cassidy is getting the next championship match. Um, I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be a fun match. Um, I don't know how you're going to have Orange pin Pac straight up, though. It's not. I don't see him pinning Pac straight up. So something's going to have to happen to where Pac gets, Pac gets screwed. He's not beating Pac straight up. I would be surprised if he does. But I still think Orange Cassidy is going to have a great match with Kenny Omega. In the first Blood and Guts match, War Games, whatever you want to call it. The Pinnacle defeated Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle as MJF, the ultimate heel, said, if you don't surrender, I will throw Jericho off the top of the cage. Sammy Guevara said we surrender don't do it and he still threw him off we're not talking about the bump i don't care about that it was cardboard whatever the fuck i actually saw this coming in my head i actually called this i was talking to someone they said how things gonna end i said it has to be with Sammy guevara surrendering he's like you team the weak length? i said no he's not the weak link but he's the one that's more attached to it. he he will just be the one to do it and i figured it would be to save jericho and sure enough that's what happened and um Yeah, I thought it was a good match. Sammy Guevara was, to me, the star of the match. Um, He did so much. He was pretty beat up afterwards. He shared photos of it. Uh, FTR was a bloody mess. MJF was bloody. Jericho was bloody. This whole thing was a freaking crap show. I thought everyone got their time to shine. Wardlow literally took the entire inner circle to take him down. Um, I like this. I like where it went. And it's funny I did a bunch of pre-ordering, as you guys know, on, on figures. And um, so I'm always asked, hey, why don't you talk about your figures more? And I just forget sometimes. Because um, I'm trying to get the show over, From being honest. Cause when I record, it's like really weird times I'm recording. Um, but the day of Blood and Guts, I actually got my Rear Ripley and Pete Dunne in, which looks bad. So I'm looking at them right now. But then my pre-order from months ago. Came in and it was a proud and powerful Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. It was super cool to have them in stock, to have them in, have them here, and to not have to look for them. Like, it's really weird because I was telling this to another collector um on Instagram. Which we talk sometimes, and um, I was telling him how like Wave Three is the first wave I've seen that is still in stores right now, and I was like. Is that all over the place? He's like, nah. So I think what happened was where I stay at in Denver or Denver as a whole completely got screwed on Wave Three, and we're just getting a ton of Wave Three now. That's where everyone else is kind of not there, but also at the same time, I haven't seen Wave Four hit stores yet. It's been a slow. It's been slow. Like even when they announced the lineup for Wave Six, that's not enough for pre-order yet. Now the only one I'm getting from that is freaking um, uh, Shida. But, like, Wave 3 is still in stores, and, it's, and they're in every store. I see them in every store. So I just thought that was interesting because of that. Um, but no, my Wave 3, uh, 4 came in. I have my Guevara, Ortiz, Santana. I'm very happy with it. My, my AEW wall, I may take a picture of it one day and put it online. Uh, it's coming together. It's a complete AEW wall. AEW wall. I also have a WWE wall, half WWE wall, half uh, Marvel Legends DC wall. So... Anyways, just to give that side note to people who were asking, but I thought this was good. I thought it was great. I watched it the day, next day. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't know what happened at all to any, with anything. I literally avoided everybody, um, and I watched it the very next morning and I enjoyed the hell out of it. So, uh, let's get to let's get to SmackDown because SmackDown was great. Jimmy Uso is back, and just when you think the bloodlines coming together, Jimmy has made it known. He has not messed with Roman Reigns. He has not forgiven him for what happened in Hell in a Cell. He has said, "If I was, if it was me, I would have say I quit under any circumstances." Reigns has said that we need to move forward. You need to go home. Cesaro had a match with Seth Rollins to where Teddy Long this was a retro Raw, excuse me, retro SmackDown. Teddy Long said, "If Cesaro wins and beats Seth Rollins, then C- Cesaro will get a Universal Championship match." Jimmy costs Seth Rollins the match, which leads to Cesaro getting the number one contender spot, which is his first ever universal championship match that will happen at Backlash, and which is going to be a great match. I'm here for all of it. Um, and then Seth Rollins ends up confronting Roman Reigns, saying how he needs to handle his family or else he will. This whole thing with Reigns and the bloodline and Usos was fantastic tonight. Now you're gonna have Jay who's begging Jimmy to acknowledge Reigns in the middle of now this family war. As much as I want to see the Usos back together and they are in need of desperate need of tag teams on SmackDown, I am more inclined to see this as Reigns just Cesaro is not winning the title, but this will be a great moment for Cesaro and a great moment for reigns too so this is gonna be fun this is gonna be great but also the last thing i want to talk about that happened on smackdown is the mysterios have earned the mysterios have earned a tag team championship match at backlash it'll be mysterios versus dolph ziggler and bobby roode super excited to see that match that should be fun as well um also backlash is kind of it looks interesting because the two main events from raw are not triple threat matches. It will be Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and Oscar for the Women's Championship. And it will be Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Obviously, these aren't main events in Reigns and Cesaro is. But those two main events are happening. And those are from the Raw side as well. Now, also, Eva Marie finally returns to WWE. People were mad about this because as they just released Mickey James. Let me take a sip really fast. I literally just... This is, I'm recording back-to-back shows. Um, I don't see why people are mad. Not because I wanted her here. She was rumored to come back literally months ago. I don't know who reported it, so I don't even know who to credit. But I remember seeing this back in like September of last year, how she was back. They just hadn't put her on TV. So we all knew she was back. We know she let. We know how much they loved her. She just was not willing to open up and do more. We all know that. This is not and should not be a surprise. So I wasn't mad, just because we already knew this. You don't have to watch her stuff either. Like the minute she was revealed, I said, "Okay, cool." So. But, okay, if you're going to be mad, then just be mad. Whatever. Anyways, let's hit NXT. The way they laid out Karrion Cross after... Cross <laughs> was pretty mad at Austin Theory. Because Austin Theory was in back and he was talking about Scarlett's nails, air quotes. Saying they're the biggest things he's ever seen. Scarlett obviously didn't like that. But let's be honest. She also didn't like the fact that Johnny Gargano looked at her and said, I'm the number one champion in this company. As he patted the north american championship well this will lead to a match this tuesday with austin theory versus Karrion cross where Karrion cross is going to absolutely destroy him and johnny gargano but in this moment it was good to see him get laid out because someone had made a comment on instagram right and i don't follow them i just saw them make a statement they said they weren't interested in any of the matches because Karrion cross has been built up to be just too much he's just literally too much to And so no one's believable enough to beat him. And in many ways, that's why I didn't want him to win the championship back. But if they're not going to put him on Raw, then it makes no sense. But hopefully, and I'm hoping, I'm praying on this. And I don't know if they'll do this. But that's why I'm hoping and praying that by the time we get to NXT SummerSlam weekend, they finally build someone up that's credible enough to beat him. To put them over. That's why I'm really hoping they do. Personally. Because it just will do wonders for that person, whoever that is. But as of right now, he's right. No one looks credible enough to beat him. And Finn Balor was right. He had already he's beaten Dunn. He's beaten O'Reilly. Like he deserves a rematch, you know. But it looks like they're gonna go with a fail four way. But my point is no, I do agree with that statement. Like no one is believable enough to beat Karen across because they haven't built anyone up because they built Karen to be too powerful. Like legitimately, he's Superman. And the only person that can even have a chance is whoever they give the Superman suit to and put it on Batman, you know? So, but it's, I still thought this was a great segment though. Um, the way it was, for as much as he, for as strong as he stood, as to, uh, you know, to have Gargano and theory lay him out was just good to see because you don't see Cross getting laid out at all very much. But this was the night of the way as the way Candice LeRae finally got her first taste of championship gold on this night. I have know my feelings for Candace Loray. I love Candace Loray with a passion. If she wasn't married to Gargano, I would marry that woman. I love her passion for the business. I love how many bumps she takes. I love the stuff she does. She's just a great, fantastic talent. And for her, Indy Hartwell, to finally get gold, mainly Candace, But for them to get gold, it just puts the way up there. I thought since they turned heel, they've been fantastic. Uh, I think Gargano's gotten two North American championships out of it. They've gotten now the tag team titles. As much as I like Bronson Reed, I know he's getting his rematch for the North American title. I think you can have the Way hold these belts until at least SummerSlam, NXT, or you know, whatever. I'm all in for it, so I'm happy about it. But the Way you got the women's tag team titles, I'm happy about that. Mercedes Martinez and Raquel Gonzalez will happen next week for the Women's Championship. Gonzalez is just going to run through her, which it should be, but this should be a fun match with these two just beating the hell out of, these two big women beating the hell out of each other, and I'm here for it. Swerve Scott, Isaiah Swerve Scott, has a new faction, a new team behind him. I'm interested to see where they go with it. I'm interested to see if this is going to turn into anything big for him, you know, something to do. I don't think they're going to do anything with him on the main roster. I think he he needs to be in NXT, but it's gonna be interesting to see this faction because NXT doesn't do too many factions. Like they've had they've had UE for a number of years. That's gone. They just don't do too many factions. So for them to do a faction, this could be a big deal. So looking forward to that. To so me, that's that's all they really took from NXT. That's what I enjoyed. Like I said, seeing Karen Cross get laid out was good. It just made the way look more strong as they had just a great night. Um, so I was happy with it. You know. So that's just me. But anyways, that is your Monday show for this week. Check out us on Wednesday where we talk about a review of season one of Invincible. Um, and then next week's show, Monday show is already recorded. It actually, that's what I've been doing back to back. And um, it's going to be different. And I'm going to explain it now. I also explain it in the show as well. But the, it won't be any reviews. It won't be any weekly review. We won't talk about anything weekly. It will be a... It'll be me talking, I think i go about 40 minutes, and I'm telling the story, just strictly in the ring what happened storyline of how Austin McMahon's feud went to Triple H, Vince McMahon's feud in 1999. We're just talking about no backstage stuff. Just talking about what happens in the ring and how one breadcrumb led to another breadcrumb, which led to the entire loaf of bread. So hope you guys enjoy the, the content i will talk to you guys on wednesday monday i don't know what next wednesday's show is going to be um yeah i have no clue what next wednesday's show is going to be um but i'm well we'll always figure it out so anyways enjoy your week i'll talk to you guys later i am this little chemical and this is i see things a little differently